Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. Welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk. Well, Jacob, we are a couple weeks past the uh, the Mississippi turkey season. They didn't put that behind us. And, uh, man, what you find yourself doing these days? Well, I got a trip I'm fixing to head on, so. Yeah, you're going to go, go up uh, in the northern country yet again, aren't you? I'm fixing to go play up in Wisconsin and Minnesota, so uh, got off the phone today with uh, one of the game and fish up in minnesota trying to feel him out and he he assured me that there were plenty of turkeys and very little restrictions on their wmas compared to ours you know no no special permits you gotta have uh Man. he sent me a little link to to look at and said it would be a really good guide because he said their wmas they have a a lot but they're in mm-hmm. smaller units, you know, a thousand acres here, five hundred acres there, and he said, you know, main thing yeah. is just make sure you stay on public ground or forest ground and not on, you know, any private land. So it's going to be a little bit of an experience there trying to figure that out. But and Wisconsin looks like it's going to be good, but the the terrain looks like it ought to be interesting. So, well, always. Uh always a good thing for new adventures new places and man wish you nothing but but good luck and success and a safe trip yeah the 18 hour drive is about the only obstacle we're looking at but with three of us we should be a pretty easy rotation you're gonna have some solid company to go with you yeah oh and we'll talk about that more after the trip but yeah i've got (laughs) i've got some good interesting personalities going with me so it should be a good time had by all. Whether we actually are successful on a harvest or not, it should be a good time. There you go. Well, talking about interesting personalities, and I think we've got, a, we've got just that lined up for today, right? We have got probably one of the most interesting personalities that we've had. Uh, we, we've, had we've had some of his relatives on and some, some friends of his on in the past, and they all brag and brag and brag and... You know, I know yeah, well, there wasn't nothing so. else to do but just get him on. I know we talked to several of his, like you said, his compadres and and uh, some of his TV show buddies and all that, and they, they just all harped on, you got to get Uncle Rusty, you got to get Uncle Rusty. So we got him. We got him. He come in today. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Rusty, how the heck are you today? I've been doing pretty good for an old man, doing all right, Jake. How y'all been making we are oh, good, man, we're good. How was y'all seeing it? Turn turn out pretty good. Mine was pretty good. Uh, I, I'm not going to really talk on Jeremy's. I'm going to let him talk on it. But no, sir, I had a real good season. Limited out pretty early, and was able to go with some other guys and and try to help them be successful. And got my got my youngest baby girl her her first turkey this year. Oh, so. that's great. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's Uncle, probably that's probably more fun than 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 uh, hunting nowadays. Seeing somebody with you, isn't it? It is. Uh, and you know, Uncle Rusty, you you've been around the camera enough over the years that it's different when you have a camera or when you're trying to film, and then you throw in a new hunter or a young hunter at that too, <laughs> and it really gets more interesting and challenging. Oh so, yeah, yeah, indeed. You let a lot of turkey get away from you, don't you? <laughs> well, I will tell you on Lydia's. Uh, we gave up on the filming and we went to we went to just doing what went we to needed hunt, to man. do. Yes, sir. We we did not have a chance to to set up the camera at that. We had it yeah. set up at the first of the hunt, and then when it it became apparent that we had to move and move fast, yes, all of all of that was left behind and was not of concern anymore. So, well, it's more important to get them kids a turkey nowadays than it is for you to get from you know you you probably kill two or three. And uh, you like me, I used to hunt by myself, strictly by myself, and I, 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 was a, I didn't want nobody around me close. Right? That was when I was a killer. <laughs> but uh, nowadays, I'd rather have somebody with me. And I'd just by seeing them do the shooting or the calling and let me just sit there and watch. That's the same. I don't have to be the trigger man anymore. It doesn't. Now I still enjoy it when I am, but if I'm not, that's okay too. So. 
they don't let me on the camera too often because uh, I have made a couple of mistakes and missed a few <laughs> shots. And uh, Slade just don't trust me; can't film him. So <laughs> I, I get to do more shooting than they do. <laughs> so yeah. So they they don't let you cameraman very much. Is that what you're saying? They they, they tried it about once or twice, and I have got one one or two shots in, but. Most of the time, they, they when they ask me, you got him? You, uh, no, I ain't got him. Yeah, I got him. Go ahead and shoot him. <laughs> Get this over with. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, I'm, I'm just glad y'all uh, y'all distracted off of how Jeremy's turkey season was because uh, it, it wasn't too productive, but, hey, I had a great time. We'll put it well, that way. Uh, anytime you're out looking for them, you're having fun. You know, that's, that's fun. Well, that's what I told Jacob. We, he actually hunted with me the last day and – and, uh, gosh, I bet we heard that bird gobble a hundred times. That's what I told Jacob. I said, think about it. I'd been at near about every hunt. I hunted more this season than I usually do just due to the fact I couldn't get couldn't get it done. And I told Jacob, I said, I've heard more turkeys gobble this year than I have in probably 10 years. But didn't, just didn't, couldn't connect. But it was, it was a good season. Had a great time. And, and um, took a buddy of mine with me probably half the turkey season for me. And. Uh, yeah, trying trying to get his first bird, but he got to hear a bunch of birds gobble this year, but didn't connect. But hey, it was a uh, it was a good time and and a, and a good season for me, even though we didn't we didn't harvest that, one. That's right. Once you get that person behind you, you can go ahead and kill some turkeys. In you know, that's that right. Always a little tough. Seems yep. like. Yep. But uh, I'm like you now. I just I, I just like to go and watch. I like to watch them fall nowadays. Turn them feet up and go to kicking. You know. There you go. Well, we thought, Uncle Rusty, we thought that last morning we were going to have one do it, and that thing stayed on the limb till 8.15, gobbling his full head off. Oh, yeah. They're, they're still like henned up. Very last day of the season, he was still henned up, hard henned up. Mm. Hens was cackling and cutting, and yeah. he stayed on that limb, and, you know, both of us had to get out of there. By about eight thirty, it was like you know, if we can make it happen quick, we can make it. But if not, and we we watched him pitch down, but he pitched down with the hens and went the other way, and it was like, well, okay. And he, he was yeah. across a line we couldn't cross, so it was it was just the end of the ball well, game. So, well, what what happened? I, I started out hunting with an old man in, in down Wilkinson County, uh, I. Carter. I don't know if y'all know him, but he was he could kill some turkey. He, he didn't use the tactics they'd use nowadays. You know, he wasn't a running gunner. But he he always hunted every morning before he went to work up at IP. And he he usually had to leave before the turkey got to us, so he left me with him. And that taught me a little patience, you know. I'm a, I'm a slow hunter. <laughs> well, that pays off a lot of times, I can tell you. Well, hunting with these boys nowadays, they got it. they know how to hunt. You know, these young boys, they they got it. You know, they just they they can get on a turkey. It seems like it used to take me a half a day sometimes to get one to come to. Me. <laughs> well, and there's well, days it don't matter how good you are. There's days where it will take half a day or all day. Yeah, just depends. But uh, these boys nowadays, they don't give up on them. Like you know, we used. We used to get tired of one and go try to find us another better one, you know, but nowadays they, they stay after, you know, they, they stay on them pretty good. They got some good hunters out there nowadays. Without a doubt. Well, Uncle Russell, you just kind of touched on the early days, and I think you, you mentioned right before we started started recording that you started hunting when in the, in the, in the 50s, but tell us tell us about mm-hmm. the early days, not just turkey hunting, but just turkey hunting in general and being in being in this area and kind of yeah. kind of growing up doing it back then <laughs> well I, I was raised down on buffalo uh i don't know if y'all down in uh wilkinson county or out on buffalo and we hunted right. the, the uh, devil's backbone area from like from 61 all the way to crosby most pretty much you know and uh i hunted with an old man we he had some good tricks up he taught me we used to, you know, you'd always carry a bag full of feathers uh, and an empty spent shell or something you could throw down, you know. And then another little trick he taught me was uh, was parking some cars in some bad place. You know, if you had a turkey on a limb, to to 
and couldn't get to him, you just go park your car or somebody else's on that road. <laughs> but I always thought about inventing me a, a, a decoy car, you know, just to blow it up and throw it out on the road where you'd have three or four of them. You could come along in the morning and put them out and then go on hunting somewhere. <laughs> Now you want to come back later and get them. You want to talk about a true public land hunter going to have a blow up car decoy? Not worried about a turkey decoy. Worried about a blow up car decoy that he can set out to keep people going on down the road, so he's got that area to himself. I like it. Well, I tell you, I, I tell you what, Uncle Russ, this day and time, somebody if they figure out that trick out, they're gonna be. Uh, they gonna be shooting your blow up, turn, oh, yeah. Go blow yeah, up they, car. <laughs> yeah, they, they smarter nowadays than they was when I come along. Though, you know, <laughs> we we wasn't all that smart. We just went turkey hunting and sat there till they come along and shot at them. Well, it it's... was fun. We we had a lot of fun back in them days, though. But, but we didn't we didn't run and gun uh, the way I was brought up hunting like they do now. You know. Uh, we'd we'd hear a turkey way off. We'd probably try to wait and get a closer one. But uh, we when we finally made it to him, it'd be around ten o'clock. Go ahead and sit there till twelve one, you know. But nowadays, mo- most people hadn't got that kind of time anyway to to sit hunt like that, you know. I don't know if that's time or patience. Yeah, well, that, that's that's the only way I could kill a turkey was sitting and waiting for. You know, I wasn't too. I would. I was. I learned patience at an early age. It didn't. Uh, it didn't bother me to sit there. I'd wait all day if I had to on a deer or a turkey. Nowadays, I don't have that much patience to do that. I'm, I'm too lazy. I still, still, I stay at home. <laughs> Well, now you had said before the show that, that with the COVID stuff, this is the first year in fifty plus years that you did not put a foot in the woods on a turkey. That's right. That's about the first year I didn't get my limit in in, in this several states, you know. Uh, but uh, I didn't fire shot this year. Didn't even get in the woods this year with a turkey. I did have a few on my camera. I got a camera out and down here, down here close to home. I don't do a lot of hunting in Louisiana, but I, I, I was raised in Mississippi, and that's where I like to hunt, so I just don't hunt much down here. But I ha- do have a, uh, I got a feeder and a camera, and uh, had some barriers come by. To, it's right in the city limits of St. Francis, <laughs> but uh, I had two barriers come by there the other day, different time. And had a turkey show up only once in a while. It wasn't enough to go hunting now, though. You know, it's kind of slack. But there's plenty of old fat does and pigs. And I still didn't even go shoot one of them. I just uh, didn't didn't feel like killing nothing that year. First year ever, I reckon. Well, Uncle Rusty, if you'd like, Daddy had gotten to the point there where he didn't want to fool with it. So he, he didn't mind shooting it. He just didn't want to fool with it afterwards. So. <laughs> Well, I don't mind. Nowadays, they don't do We used to skin every turkey. We know, clean every turkey. We'd pick every feather out of them and scorch them and get just like you would a chicken, you know. But nowadays, people, they, they just take the breast out of them. And that's what I've, I've got in the habit of doing that myself. And it's a whole lot easier. So that, that's, you sit down and take you an hour to pick a turkey, or 20, 30 minutes anyway. But you can take that breast out of them in just a few minutes and go get you another <laughs> I can say this. I don't think I've ever plucked one. Well, that's, uh, that's the way we used to. I used to pluck every turkey I killed until I started hunting with these young boys, and they don't do it. They don't take the time to do it, you know. I used to get me a hot water and soak, you know, dip them in hot water and go to plucking on them. But uh, that's the way we had. We ate the whole thing then, too. We didn't just eat the breast. Well, Uncle Rusty, how did... Uh... Oh, all of you years of hunting, I know you've got a sack full of tricks that that you've passed on and and gathered from other folks. How did you get involved with the show when you when they started when Slade and them started trained assassins? I mean, did they they just needed a true killer? How did they get you wrapped up into that? <laughs> I don't know how they talked me into that. I, I did enjoy it. We was we was on we had our show for seven years. And we still got this. Uh, we're still filming for real tree some, and Slade's more involved than I am in that. But uh, we still do some stuff for real tree. But 
I enjoyed the show, but it does take away from your hunting time. You know, you have to hunt it's a little different from wanting to hunt. When you have to hunt, you don't, you know, the weather don't affect you or anything. You just got to go hunting. But uh, the way we we uh, was filming, we we had a lot of fun with the show. We had some good boys and some some are excellent hunters. You know, we had some of the good hunters in the country. Of course, I know a lot of these boys around here is just as good or better, but we had a good crew together, and uh, it was fun hunting with them. So I enjoyed the show. They they, they just conned me into it because they thought I was crazy. I reckon, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I always kept I always kept them laughing and entertained, so they thought that's what they might have needed on the show. I reckon. So you're thinking they needed a little more personality? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't put it exactly like that, maybe. But uh, yeah, they needed they needed to picked up a little bit. They serious. They serious hunters, you know. And I I don't get too serious most of the time. I, I usually try to keep it light, you know. But. Uh, and boy, they they did see if you don't if you miss a turkey, you done messed up bad. You know, it's about like a criminal act to miss a turkey or a deer or something. And I, I've shot at so many of them, I missed probably way more than I've hit. <laughs> but I had fun every time. You know, it's just as long as you hunt, you have fun. You know. Well, I know, kind of changing gears here a little bit. When you and I first met, we were up in Kansas on that pheasant hunt. Oh, yeah, we killed some birds, didn't we? We that did. Fun. That was a lot of fun, and I know I had a great time getting to know y'all and and being involved in that, and we got to go a couple of years in a row there. and Yeah, that, yeah, that, was, that was a fun deal there, man. I, I never shot birds like that. I never shot that many shells, you know, and then killing feathers, that was a big stack of meat we had. I don't know how many it was. There was a whole trailer load though oh i can't remember uncle rusty i had the numbers there for a while and i've got a picture at the office that's got the numbers on it of what we killed on the or what we were able to take on the tower hunt and then what Uh we did on the field hunt the next day i've got both numbers written down and i can't i can't remember how many it was but it was like you say it was a pile a pile of them in the hundreds i don't know remember it was way up in there I never shot that much stuff in my life. My arm was a little bit sore the next day. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm a good bit younger than mine you, was, too. You were something in shorts, too, wasn't you? Yes, sir. I had my shorts and my boots on. I <laughs> had Mr. Kim messed up when I showed up, and it was snowing a little bit that morning. It's snowing. That's right. And you out there with them short britches on, he didn't, he didn't know what to think. But I run in them again up in... Uh, Let's see, where was it? I don't know. Alabama, somewhere at a show one a while back. He was advertising his bird hunting, you know. I saw him uh, that, in Jackson but, last year, and, oh, he got a big kick. He, I actually made the, uh, I made his little newsletter thing. Uh-huh. Uh, good. He, he was having fun with shorty shorts. <laughs> so, yeah, he was he was enjoying the short steel a couple of years later. Yeah, he was funny. He's a funny character. It was a good time, though. We we bird hunted a few times together since then, too. I think we dove hunted a, a, dove hunted a few times out of uh, Tatum or somewhere. Okay, y'all got him down to Mississippi. Yeah, we got down to Tatum one day and hunted a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about the Jacob. Oh, yeah, yeah, you and I have. I was thought, yeah, I thought you meant uh, you no, had brought Mr. Kim him down. Yeah, he, but that was fun times, I'm telling you. I had never shot so much in my life. I, I was so tired from the day into the day. Well, Uncle Rusty, <laughs> I, know, I know over the years you've got some good hunting stories. Have you got any good ones you can throw on us today? Well, I, you know, I can't think of one, but I I know I've probably got some somewhere back in there. But my old mind's kind of getting slow coming up with it, you know, but... Uh, I've had a lot of great hunts. It, it, you know, we, we've hunted a lot of states. We've hunted Illinois, Missouri, Iowa, Kansas. Uh, but it's just more fun hunting at home. You know, I used to, I used to love to hunt down that swamp down in uh, down in the uh, Homochitta River Swamp down there. And uh, 
go to turn there at uh, Dollar Rosso and go down that swamp. Yes, sir. That's where I raised hunting. And it, when once we moved out of there and I started hunting the hills, I had to learn how to hunt all over again, you know. Swamp hunting and hill hunting are two different games. These, uh, these, these hill turkeys, I'd hunted hill turkeys up in the home, up, you know, up the home of the River, but uh, this uh, deer hunting was what gave me fits on uh, this flat ground deer hunt, you know, up here. And the, I mean, this hill, hill deer hunting. But uh, we'd hunted down swamps, and they'd tell you, go get on a ridge. All you had to do is just look for an oak tree, and you was on a ridge, you know, you didn't know when you were really on it. <laughs> down there but here you know on a hill when you're on a hill here you uh you on a hill down here in Louisiana anyway I killed turkeys down here you had to take you half a day to get around to them you know they'll be on the next uh, little ridge right by you and you had to find a way around to get to them up there behind uh, uh, Pink Deville that's treacherous up in there I'm telling you it is there's some hills over in there yeah sure is and my son killed one of the biggest in the state the year we had that. We had a lease right there behind that pond store. And they killed it right there on the right beside of that Clark Creek Preserve. And I forget what he scored, but he won the guns and all kind of stuff with that that turkey. And his buddy killed one the same year, or not even close to there, that scored within one one inch of his. But uh, that's, that was a uh, put good turkeys. I had never killed a really big turkey. I always just been a turkey shooter. You know, a two-year-old just tickled me to death. I've never noticed where they eat any different, Uncle Rusty. I don't think they do. They they don't pluck much different. <laughs> you know, it's all easy. It's easy to get the breast out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they good. They good. They and they, and you could probably kill more of them anyway. Okay. They, they can. They kind of like us. They look, act a little silly when they get when they until they get about four, and then they go to getting tough. <laughs> well, Uncle Rusty, I know we talked. We talked with Slay. We talked with Craig. We talked with Ryan, and they all had a little bit of uh, you know to, to say about each other was going through the show. But in your opinion, I'm gonna throw you on the spot here. Just thinking, who's the better hunter out of all of them? Oh goodness. You, you really put me in a bind now. So I <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll just put it like this: It ain't Craig, guys. <laughs> oh, you're just gonna say you're just gonna say who it ain't? Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that'd be safer. I, I, and he he knows it too. You know, he knows he'll miss one now and then. And he he hadn't he hadn't been hunting as long as we have, though, you know. But uh, Slade, Slade's good, and Ryan, you can't beat him. You know, him and his family have been hunting since they were babies. Uh, and so in fact, Ryan was on uh, Jay Leno's show when he was twelve, I think, thirteen, somewhere like that. For college, that's what college. he was. That's what he was telling us on the show that he had. Yeah. Uh, he got out there for his turkey calling. And his daddy make him look silly. You know, his daddy, Mister Ricky, you don't beat him. And you get two or three of them. But you get them two together, or any two of them together. And tell them to show you a little bit of turkey calling, and look, they'll have you sit entertained for a while. They, they, they good. It's just ain't no joke about it. And Slade, Slade's are just he's a he's a. I'd, I'd say Slade gonna kill a turkey if he gets on him. You know, he's probably not as good a caller as Ryan, but he's he's serious. So you know, he's gonna he's he's dedicated to it. But uh, that's that'd be my thoughts on it you know but uh, i enjoy hunting with either one of them so you think all, craig, all, i like to hunt with craig because i i'd probably out shoot him <laughs> <laughs> you think all that all that's true for their deer hunting as well yeah pretty much they they uh they pretty serious about the deer hunting now they end up with some good deer and slade's killed some some really good deer off his property you know he don't hunt, we don't hunt that property down there for deer and and we will shoot a turkey on Tatum, but we don't hunt tur- deer on Tatum unless it's a shooting does or something, you know. But uh, we we he's killed some awful good deer. To come down here and lose down to this past year and killed a, a, about a one forty something right you now out on you know on some of his properties that he got. So he's killed some pretty good deer around. 
I, I don't know if I hadn't killed many. I had to go to Mexico to kill a big deer. <laughs> well, well, I knew I knew I could ask you that question to get the unbiased opinion of all them because you know they they, they may toot their own horn a little bit, but I said Uncle Rusty's going to shoot us straight on that. Yeah, well, that's that's the way I see it. Now, them good look, you don't want to you don't want to try to go find a better hunter than any of them. You'd have to look hard, but uh, I know they got them out there though. But uh, I tell you what, them two boys there. Is, uh, and and Craig, Craig's making an improvement. He's going to make it one of these days, you know. He, he well, get away from that bunch he's fooling around with. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't get, get some positive influences in his life. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, we haven't had opportunity to interview Blake yet, but Blake's pretty good too, so. Oh, yeah. Blake, Blake did see it. Now, Blake, Blake uh, look, you don't get no more serious about hunting than Blake. He, he was good. He he quit us, so he run off and left us. He quit the show. He he had a lot of stuff going on. You know, he had that farm up in Illinois. He was working and and then things going on down here too. So and then they raised the family. So it, he he I see why he did it. I just hated he left us. You know, because he's he's really fun to be around and and really a good honor. Well, it's a it's a shame sometimes that life gets in the way of of doing doing what you you know i mean you enjoy both but mm-hmm. you know we we've started this podcast and so far we've we've been able to keep it to where it doesn't interfere with everything else we do so it uh i, I can imagine mm-hmm. how much time y'all had wrapped up in the show and a lot of oh, traveling and it did take a lot of time uh uh, mine didn't, because I just went ahead and, uh, you know, I, about all they let me do, they'd, they'd let me shoot some, shoot at something now and then, but uh, about all they'd let me do is make the commercials for them. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Rusty, what commercial was it? I think, Jack, if you may remember, Slade was talking about it, and you said something wrong, or you called it the wrong name or something like that. Oh, I've done two or three of those. I've done the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, let me see. Let me think which one it was. Let's see. The, uh, that, uh, oh, yeah, I can't think of now. That, that, uh, Jacob, do which one it was? No, I'm, I'm trying to reach back. I, I know what you're talking I, about. I just can't remember There's which one. So many, a couple of, I made so many. Look, if they showed all them, I'd have been entertaining. <laughs> I did, I did, I did one with the megabytes, megapickles. Yeah, megapixels. Yeah, that was, that was it. it. Both been that... megapixels and it was megapixels. <laughs> and, and that was, uh, they were, I mean, that was an honest mistake. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> and then, and then uh, uh, let's see. We, we swapped over from one brand of uh, Aranox to another one, and I messed that up one time and, and two or three things. I told some of my sponsors one time that. <laughs> come out with a target that I I said, I'll make a better target that I'll pair an old rolled up blue jean. They stop better than the more they got on me about that. They had to watch me all the time. But I just said, you know, I, I, I put me a bunch of old cotton shirts and blue jeans and a, and a crocus sack. And look, that's stop of error now. It, wouldn't, it won't go nowhere and it's easy to get out of. They get them old targets and you had to get on your knees and pull and jerk. But I'm so sure, I, I I'm sure if they were target. sponsoring the show, they didn't want to hear that from one of the stars. No, they, no, they wanted to hear how good that target was. <laughs> and they were good targets, you know. They make, they make a lot of good targets out there. But I had that roll of – I think I was using a feed bag that time. I had a feed bag with old blue jeans stuff in it. You can't, can't tell, Uncle, you can't ever tell, Uncle Rusty, here before long, we may be getting the boat target with T-shirts and blue jeans in the middle of it. If you, <laughs> if you, you, if you give them too many tips, that's what we're going to be getting. Well, I'll tell you what, that's about, they, they, you put that cotton, like, cotton blue, blue jeans and shirts and stuff, I, ha- I have tore up an old mattress and put in a bag, but that, that uh, I can't find an old mattress. Now they put too much rubber and stuff in them. But that blue, that blue jeans works good. I'm stop there now. I'm telling you, you got some old blue jeans and old t-shirts and anything made out of cotton. You know, may have to, may have to try that. 
Well, Uncle Rusty, let's, let's drive down that road just a second. When you first started bow hunting, what was the first bow you ever shot? Uh, I borrowed an old uh, Ben Pearson longbow from somebody, I think it was, and I shot it for a year or so. And then I got a, a, a Browning. I shot. I went to a Browning. Had that Browning come out with a little short bow, about 36 inches long. I shot it a while. My first compound bow was an Allen. When I that was, that was the first one I saw, I, when I saw that Allen, I had to have it. I bought it off the fella that had it, and I hunted with it till it just be like to beat me. It come broke in my truck one time, and run me out, bouncing around in there. And then I got a after that, I don't remember what it was I shot, but I shot PSE for a long time. And then Barry was our sponsor, so I went shooting Barry, and they, and they they make a good bow, so I stayed with them. Now that's, a, that's what I shoot now, the bear. But that Allen was my first compound bow. And you say it it just about beat you apart and ran, ran yeah, you out of trouble. Yeah, it broke up. I was riding, I had an old one of my Bronco trucks, you know, that had a cab on it, and I was going down the road, and the string broke on it. And that thing rattled all over that truck before it quit bouncing in there. It, it, it had, you know, all this, it had uh, springs and all kind of stuff holding it down. And and when it come on, when the string broke on it, it just it tore that thing all to pieces. <laughs> like it got me too. <laughs> I can imagine that being a pretty unnerving moment there. You yeah, driving along and your boat goes ripping apart up in the truck that, with you. It, I tell you what, it wasn't no fun. That had me had me nervous. Coming. I bailed out. <laughs> let the let the bow have the truck. Yeah, I give that truck. I give that truck to Allen. <laughs> I don't know if y'all ever seen them bows, and it had the aluminum side plates on it. It had a little round looking fiberglass arms on it. It was it, but it. I tell you what, it was so much faster than the bow we was shooting. The way we used to test them, we'd get a milk jug, tie a string on it, and get behind the house. And when you when you hear them let go of the air, you jerk it, you know. And you could you could jerk that milk jug every time from a recurve. Or you couldn't get it away from that compound bow, you know. It, it would it stick that milk jug every. That was our that was our speed test on it. Get about fifteen twenty yards out, you tie get behind the building, tie a string on your milk jug. I don't guess I've ever done that, Uncle Russ. No, I can well, say a, I hadn't either. That's a, that's a speed test, you see. You can you can do it with a you can you can you can uh, hit it with that recurve, but you can't hit it with a with a compound with a with a. I mean, you could hit it with that compound. That recurve too slow to get there. Well, I guess you're testing two different things. Are you testing how fast your puller is on your uh, on your milk jug and testing your bow? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It had to be. You know, you could have took some slow fella and you might have been a beat in. <laughs> but uh, it it, uh, it was kind of hard to hard to hard to hit that thing with that with that uh, recurve though. You could you could uh, I mean you could nail it with it. But you turn that you turn that compound loose, and that thing got there, got there in a hurry. Well, and the technology. I, I don't know what the shot. I don't know how fast it shot. Probably wasn't much faster than the than the recurve though, at that time. You know, now they make them shoot pretty fast as a pistol does. They get on the speed on up there pretty good now. Ain't no way you could outrun one. <laughs> Well, and you think the technology from then to now has has improved tremendously? Between Ooh, I'd say it has, just about like everything else they got you hunt with. You know, they got some good hunting equipment out there now. And uh, uh, decoys, we didn't have. I didn't have a decoy for years. I didn't use a decoy. And the first one I got was an old rubber thing. You roll it up, and it turned black on me for long. It turned black from wearing, you know, the paint fell off of it. I reckon I scared more turkeys with that thing. <laughs> I reckon they probably thought it was a buzzard standing out. <laughs> but then they come up with these good decoys. Now they got that, that thunder chicken. I'm telling you, that thing. If you ain't got a thunder chicken, you need to stay at home. <laughs> I, I, I believe in decoys now. They, 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 that's serious business there. 
I don't know if y'all will use them or not, but I, 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 I don't believe I'd like to go without one. Well, I use them a good bit. We've talked about it on here before. If if you've got kids or if you're on private land, now on public land, I'm not taking one. No, uh, you can't use them on public I mean, you'll get shot shot in the mouth or that. But uh, you got you got to, uh, un- unless you get way back in there where they don't know about a gold, you know. And you can't hardly find that nowadays. You know, them boys from Arkansas, they come start coming down here pretty early. They they. They they like to hunt that national forest. I don't know y'all hunted the Homochitto National Forest. Is yes, that where sir. y'all hunt too? I hunted. It's, so I hunted it. I hunted it a decent amount this year. And it's just, good hunting over there. Just crowded it. up pretty quick. Oh, it Most did. Of, I, I think really? I told it. I think I told it here on, on the podcast. Maybe I had a couple of draw hunts we went on, and then me and my mm-hmm. dad was going to go over go over there. As soon as it opened up to everybody and, and the public could hunt it and. I think I went down about two miles stretch of road, and it was seventeen trucks. Now I didn't see if any—I didn't see if any of them were blow up trucks or not. Yeah, they might but, have been a few blow up trucks. <laughs> Could have been some but, uh, decoy truck. But there was, yeah. But I counted seventeen within about a two mile stretch, and I told Daddy, I said, "Yeah, we're just gonna it's go time, on back to the house." It's time to get away from there. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had a lot of people, you know, on the edge of that forest. That if you get close to the edge, you sure are gonna get crowded there. I've had turkeys coming to me. You could seek them into you, and people walk in between you and them. You know, and just uh, they they don't they don't respect you hunting like they used to in the old days. You know, and more used to if you was on the turkey, with you know if I got in somewhere and I heard somebody on a turkey, I left them alone and found me one of my own. But uh, they don't do that too much nowadays. They'll get in there and mess you. They'll do mess you up on purpose. Some of them will. Well, that's the thing. They, they, they'll mess you up, and then they're probably not going to kill him either, either and, and then neither one of you end up with a bird. That's right. I mean, they they just mess you up just so they can come back. They, they can come back later and get him, or just to keep you from killing him. I don't. I don't know. We used to. If we went down, that's really why I say that truck trick works so good. When you see a truck on the road, you didn't stop there. You went somewhere else. You know. Now they'll go push your truck out of the way and get to it. <laughs> They mean to go hunting. They're going to go there, you know. But they not all. Everybody's not like that. I mean, there's some good. 90% of the hunters are good people, you know, and good, easy to get along with. We've met so many of them with that show. To, uh, it wasn't many that we don't know, you know. And they, they all, 90% of them, you'd enjoy being around them, talking to them, you know. They're good folks. Now, Krusty, do you... I know Slade and them hit it pretty good uh, when the the expos and everything come around. Do you still go to very much of that? With a crossbow? Well, the the expos, the the wildlife shows. Oh, that, and stuff. oh yeah, yeah. We went to we went to one we could. We, we you know we we was re- kind of not required. It wasn't mandatory, but they wanted us there. All our sponsors made. Well, we had to go to, you know, like to each booth and stay an hour or two in each one of them, spend some time with our sponsors. And that's that's where you that's where your deals are made too, you know, all those places. You don't you don't do many deals not not at a show, you know, you go to especially at ATA show, you have to hit in. That tra- uh, trade show that they have up in uh, uh, Indiana, wherever it is. But that's where that's where your sponsors want to meet you at. They want to see you there, and they want to talk. That's where they want to talk to you at, you know. So we had to go to each one of them booths and said, spend a little time, talk to people, just 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 be there and talk to them. They didn't care. Sometimes we'd have to sign some autographs. I didn't I didn't especially care for that kind of business, but but. Uh, I didn't. People don't go to them shows and get autographs. They go to look, you know, and they go to talk. And that's that's what you do. You just go around and go to each booth. We had a sponsor and sit there and talk to them, and try not to try not to mess up on what brand they was hunting. You know, Which one you was advertising shooting. for? <laughs> yeah, advertising. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, I, I've done that for him. They just plenty of put tape on my mouth when they get me around a sponsor, you know. Because I did run my mouth sometimes. Well, you're only supposed to tell the good things you like about it. You're not supposed to tell the bad things. 
that's right. You and I are a lot alike. If there's something I like, I'll tell you about it. If there's something I don't like, I'll tell you about it too. That's right. They don't want to hear that, though. You know, most of them do. I've had a few of them tell you that. I appreciate you telling me that, you know. It's something that didn't work just like you think it ought to or something, you know. Well, everybody's out looking but, to make improvements, so. That's right. Yeah. Good good feedback ain't always positive. i tell you what, we were, we were real fortunate. We got some good sponsors early, and they stayed with us. And uh, they they were just super good to us, you know. They give us, we got good equipment to hunt with, and uh, good places to go, and uh, it just was really really good, you know. But uh, I don't I don't know. Them boys got so busy, Slade got busy with his uh, his land selling, and he uh, and all of them had other things they had to make a living at. You know, there ain't no living. You can't make a living with a TV show. You know, it's a uh, I was retired, so it didn't bother me much in it. But they they needed to they needed to do other things, and I understood it. But I I'd have, I'd have, I'd have kept the show if it'd been me, you know. Well, something we talked about with Slade on on the show when we had him on Uncle Rusty was your social media presence. <laughs> and that you are actually more popular on social media than any of the other ones put together. Really, I don't. I didn't know that. I just, I just get on Facebook once in a while. I got a little. I got a. I also got a, a, a page, a Uncle Rusty page, and it's got a lot of a good many folks on it. Yeah. Now, do you Uncle do Rusty that? also learned you were a uh, a pretty good Snapchatter as well, right? <laughs> yeah, I think them them kids. You know, they keep you updated on a lot of that stuff. You know, they have you Snapchatting and. Uh, <laughs> That World Wide Web, something, but we didn't have that. that YouTube, now, that's the thing. I, look, I've rebuilt everything I got around you off of YouTube. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get on there, and I, I look it up and go to doing it, you know. And that's what I, I, I had to YouTube something the, the, the yesterday on my, what's engine I was working on. And that's pretty handy business, right now. You you had to, used to have to go some find somebody that knew how to do it, you know, and go talk to them a while. Now all you got to do is pick up your phone and dial it up and tell them what you want, and they'll fix you up. Oh, I was working on a shower the other day, and I didn't know what in the world I was doing. And I'm like, you, I broke the YouTube out, and before you know it, I'm a, uh, you man, fixed I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a I'm a certified plumber now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, give you, they give you some good information. Once in a while, you'll get one. Now, I've been working with this Acrete, son, that, uh, lightweight concrete. I don't know if y'all know much about it. Uh, but I've been doing that. Now I, I got that pretty good. I got uh, got you know, made my own uh, air bubble machine to put air in your concrete with. Huh? And uh, it'll, it'll weigh about half of what a slab of concrete away when you get through it. In fact, actually, you can make it where it'll float on on water if you want to make it like that. Put that much air in it, you know. And it still it's, got the tensile strength of concrete. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's pretty good. You know, I, I'm, I'm making some garden boxes now to, to plant flowers and stuff in. And uh, it's good for that. You can make, I mean, you can make whatever you want out of it. It's just, a, it's especially if you got to move it or anything, it's really nice to have lightweight. Uh, uh, and, and the insulated, I made my own firebox to, to, for my kill and stuff, uh, furnaces. I made my own fire bricks and stuff out of it. And uh, it's... Way lighter to move around. Uh, just to get on YouTube and, and uh, look it up, and they'll tell you how to do it. Or if you tell them you want some lightweight concrete, they'll fix you. <laughs> so uh, that's what I made all my own concrete for my kills and all. And I, I ran across the old forge the other day. I rebuilt it. That's what I do in my spare time to play. Uh, somebody asked me, well, what you going to do with a forge? I built me a forge from ground up, you know, that big one. I said, for right now, I'm just building a forge. And he said, what you going to make with it? I said, I'm just making a forge. <laughs> I don't care what I make with it. <laughs> don't have to make nothing with it. I just wanted one, and I built it, you know. But then I ran across one at a yard sale the other day for $10, and I bought it, too. So I can forge anything I want. I used to, I used to play with making knives a little bit, you know. 
and I, I hadn't made one lately, but I got everything here to do it with. I built my own two-inch uh, belt drum sander, and uh, two by 72 that you grind knives out with. Built one of them the other day, and there's nothing else to do but sit around and shop and play. I got ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm looking, I'm sitting here looking at four welding machines, and one of these days I'm gonna learn how to weld with them. <laughs> oh man! So you have acquired yeah. four welding machines, and not not the knack or art of welding. Uh, well, I can I can stick stuff together, and it's, it'll, if you don't get too close to it, it won't tear your clothes. But it usually always holds, you know. I don't. <laughs> I can make some hold pretty good, but it ain't pretty. I ain't a pretty well, well. Well, the rest of we get in about our last ten minutes here of the show, and uh. This is something I was just wondering from your perspective. Look at looking back, you know, on trained assassins. What's probably, I don't know, the most memorable moment or episode or hunt or kill that that y'all encountered during the show? Just from an Uncle Rusty point of view. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite hunts was a Mexico hunt. But you know, I, I enjoyed hunting down there. We kind of got messed up on that last one. And it, uh, it, it kind of went wrong on us, but the fun, we had more fun doing that, Mex- that show in Mexico than it was good hunting down there. And we had good, you know, the, the, the people was nice and we just really had a good time there. But we hunted, we hunted Illinois, Missouri, we hunt Missouri a lot. Illinois, we hunted Missouri, Illinois for it. up in, uh, Pike County up there a lot. And it was some good hunting there. The people was good to get along with. We just—I don't know. It, it's just hard to say, put one show in there and say that was my favorite show because we had so many good ones, you know. But uh, well, I think we did. Now, you know, everybody else might not think that, but I, I enjoyed every one of them. And old Colton, that uh, producer—he he was fun to be around. You—he cut up and carried on. It all always had something going. You, you, we couldn't have made it without him. I don't think he was—he was probably the, the the hidden star of the show was the way he put them together and got them going. But, but we got it. We got old. Uh, we got an old boy now doing old Luke. Luke's doing good with that with a force on this other show. So we he hired on through. Uh, I think he come through uh, cold cold when up there. He from Missouri, I think. He got him hired on that. Barry Cub doing us a good job now. He was fun to be around too. He, he, we give him that name because he was one of the first hunts he went on. He, he had to hang a stand and he jumped from one tree to another one, and grabbed on it like a bear hugging it, and that's how he got his Barry Cub name. <laughs> I was actually wondering that because Clay had mentioned him a few times, and I was I I didn't think to ask, but but now it's come out of how he got his name there. And that's how he got it. We got. We had we hired one boy up and down on the he had a fisherman down there in Louisiana. He went to Colorado with him, got up there and he had them white fishing boots on. <laughs> had to take him to town and buy him a pair of boots so they could get him in. The- <laughs> he showed up with his Cajun Reeboks he, on. Yeah, he had them Cajun Reeboks. He was red. He's a good little kid though. He he just didn't know no better. <laughs> He just thought she could hunt in them Reeboks up there in the cold. They, they, he didn't bother him none. He, he's just brought his little white boots. <laughs> but he was funny. We had well, well, coming coming with the new show, you know, Slade had talked about it with the, uh, it's going to be on the Realtree app and everything. Mm-hmm. So has there been any good Uncle Rusty, you know, blooper reels come on come on that show yet? Or is, are those still no, in the making? Well, no, I hadn't. I hadn't done. It. They don't. They don't. We don't do the advertising on that show. Uh, I mean, we 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 kind of name our. Uh, we don't do do commercials like we did for the other show. Okay. I mean, we do talk about our products and stuff, but hadn't hadn't really had the opportunity to do anything with it yet myself. I've, I've been on. I think I've been on one or two of the show just just to walk through what's kind of be on, you know. But I hadn't hunted on it or anything, so. Since they started that night, and I'm not sure uh, how much participation I'm going to do with it. I'm just, uh, I'm kind of mulling it over now. <laughs> well, they'll, they, they'll, they probably, might, they'll they, probably need you. They'll probably need you for it. So with yeah, them, when man. they get when they get <laughs> when they get in a real bind, they'll probably 
Yeah, but I think it. I think it works pretty. I didn't. Know, I didn't have much faith in that, and people putting it on their telephone, you know, and stuff like that. But it looked like it's gonna work out all right. I well, I mean, with, with, with streaming and everything, that's all most of what everything is going to. They, I know, what, you know, we talked about that with Slade. That's just yeah. kind of the. That's just the way it's going nowadays, and you kind of have to stay with it. I reckon that's why they decided to go ahead and, and do the show different, you know. Mm-hmm. And and we got along with the real tree people so good, and they're such nice people to we, you know, you couldn't, you can't hardly turn them down when they want you to do something, you know. It's, uh, oh yeah. They're good people to deal with. All, all our sponsors, I enjoy it. We, did, we didn't have very many sponsors that I didn't enjoy being around, you know. But we had to go in, go places they was, was and entertain with them and talk to them. But they were they some good people. That, once in a while you find one you really would rather not be around, but not very often. Now, Uncle Rusty, at the first of this, before we started recording, you know, we were talking about whether this show was scripted or not, and you said that you didn't do very good following a script. I I can't follow a script. I don't read well enough. You know, I can't. <laughs> they, they put the, if they put something in front of me to read, I'd probably forget what I'd be like. Oh, uh, this fella on TV Biden, they call it. I'd be them walked off <laughs> trying, to read, trying to read the notes. You know, see what it said. What is that? I can't. I can't. Uh, I'm a little slow when it comes to something like that, so I just say what I want to say and get it over with. And usually, usually I can come up pretty close to what they wanted, you know. Well, usually it'd but, probably come out come out better anyway, or, or better entertaining. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that one big messed up with an Ozonics deal, you know, uh, that Oz two thing that, that blows that air out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was one of the ones I messed up with because we'd use the other one. And I forget his name now. But the Ozonics come out and we, uh, maybe the other way around. But anyway, that's that was one of the things I really messed up on in front of it. It was a, it was a, a podcast, too, I think. <laughs> but anyway, that's the way life is. If they can't, if they can't take it, they just don't need, don't need to deal with me, do they? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, me. I've enjoyed talking with you boys. Y'all look like y'all fun group to be around. I know old Jacob, uh, he, he's a good boy. He, he's a pretty good hunter, ain't you, bud? We get along all right. You know, it, we do good. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to shoot some doves this year. Yes, sir. Oh, you know all I am a phone call away. It doesn't, yeah, I know. It doesn't take much glad. enticing. We, we got old Cody up there now getting up getting our food plots ready. He's been working on it this week, last week. Getting our field ready. I think he's making it a little bit bigger and a little better this year maybe. Well, We've been wanting to put some telephone poles up out there so we have some. So I, I can shoot them off in wires pretty good if we put some wires down <laughs> Yeah, string you some rope up in between them. <laughs> That's right. I'll put a rope between my tree and the next one over. Well, Jeremy, I'll tell you this, and Uncle Rusty, you can you can own up to it or not. But if you want to know where Uncle Rusty's in a dove field, look for about seven mojos in a dead snag tree. He's going to be real close. And <laughs> be close to that tree. Yeah, I can, I can hit them when they light in that tree. <laughs> but he, I like to get I like to get close to Slade too, because every other dove I claim him. I said that was my dove, my tree. And he don't know the difference. <laughs> well, that was last year. At, uh, one of them boys got to fussing. I had that dog, Sonny, out there, and she was picking up my birds and everybody else's birds. He's like, oh, that one was mine. It's like, you can have it. I've got <laughs> – You can have it. Yeah, I've got a separate stack over here of what actually I know I killed and what I know I didn't. Uh, yeah. Oh, me. Well, guys, we're getting here toward the end of the show. Uncle Rusty, we enjoyed it, man. We appreciate you visiting with us and uh, and give us a little bit of insight, Uncle Rusty. I appreciate you calling there, buddy. Thank you a lot. It was nice talking with you, fella. Uh, yes, sir. All right, Uncle Rusty, we appreciate it. Have a good day, my man. You too. And everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jacob and Jeremy. God bless. God bless. Well, ain't nothing like a southern air. Lord, to make you feel all right. I got the windows down. I got the radio on. 